never assume you know everything because you don't. Listen, listen to a lot of people. And sometimes the people who have the longest stories to tell are the ones who have the most information to impart. Listening and, and synthesizing and, and truly understanding is at the key to every success. The oil and gas industry, the driving engine of the world economy, delivering prosperity, innovation and abundance across the globe. Here are the stories of its key players, directly from the leaders themselves. This is Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, where real experiences are passed on from the leaders of today to the leaders of tomorrow. Here is your host, Paige Wilson. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm sitting here this afternoon at the Houston Professional Petroleum Data Expo with my guest, Trudy Curtis, Chief Executive Officer of the Petroleum Data Management Association and the co-founder of the Oil and Gas Standards Leadership Council. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. Thanks. Good, 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 good. Before I uh, get into it, I wanted to remind everyone to support the show by just taking a couple of minutes out of their time by leaving a review on iTunes and I'll read it on there. Trudy, let's talk about how you got started in oil and gas. Well, I got started in oil and gas because I needed a job, and the best jobs in Calgary were in oil and gas, so there I went. Yeah, that's simple, huh? Now, did you figure that out in college? You figured that out? No, I actually, my university degree is in in sciences, but in something not related to oil and gas. And I did some work in that area and decided it was not really my cup of tea, and talked to some people, got a job in... uh, one of the major oil companies in Calgary at the time, Mm -hmm. and worked for them for a number of years, and then moved on, had an opportunity to move into the PPDM Association, and have just been having a wonderful time ever since. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about your current position at PPD and how the whole association got started. Well, the whole association got started about 1989 when a group of people looked at what was happening with new technology. That was Uh in the days of the SunSpark workstations. And while the technology itself was wonderful, the unfortunate impact on data was that it tended to get embedded inside software in proprietary formats. It tended to get captured again and again with different degrees of completeness and reliability. And so it became very difficult for companies to get a good grasp on information about the assets that they were managing. And so that stimulated the development of a a standard data model. The idea back then being that if you could take all the data that you wanted to share amongst different peoples and store it once and use it many times, that would be a really good thing. I mean, it makes sense in my head. And that's what we call master data management today. But Mm -hmm. that was kind of the genesis of the data model. And the association worked on the data model actually for quite a few years. And I joined PPDM initially as the architect of the data model standards. and, And I spent many years working on that data model. But then after a few years, the board of directors came to me and they asked me if I'd like to be the CEO. And after a little bit of discussion about some of the pros and cons of that position, I said that I'd be delighted to take on that role. And I did. And uh, not very long after I did that, we decided that really an important thing for us to do was to think about not only managing the data, but worrying about the people who were stewarding the data on behalf of industry. So we changed our name to the Professional Petroleum Data Management Association. We changed our mandate to take care of not only the data, but also the people who are stewarding the data as data professionals. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And and, and I don't think 
companies actually understand, especially operators, and this is based off of my experience, actually understand how valuable what you're what you're doing is. I think companies really recognize that data is a very important asset of the company, but it's a it's an asset that we haven't done a very good job of taking care of. So there's a bit of a legacy that we need to take care of. And once we take care of that, we'll be better positioned to adopt new technology. But we know that right now, poor quality data or data that's difficult to find or that's in many different places or that's unreliable, all of those are barriers to taking up some of the new technology that's available today. And and that's a problem that needs to be solved. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that because you and I had the discussion back, I think last October, around the regulatory part of it and the just the different entities and different states and different systems and different yes. and and trying to pull all that and just trying to grasp that small portion that's it, it's public information you yes. know so i can't even imagine the conundrum on the other side of that where the you know the proprietary information yeah i have a friend who describes these things as as just a real hot mess <laughs> <laughs> That's that's actually really very accurate. <laughs> and I want to point out that open data is not necessarily useful data. Oh, okay. So that's an explain explain that to, to me remember. a little bit. You can make data open and you can make it transparent, but if you don't understand what the words that they're using means, if you don't have clarity about uh, the vocabulary or units of measure or the the scientific provenance of the data that you're looking at and the data, everybody's data is a little bit different. And this is a big problem with regulators. Every operating company submits data to the best of their ability within whatever it is that they're able to do. And But that means that there's a lot of differences. And I always tell people that our challenges don't come from people doing data management wrong because People are really not doing it wrong. We're all doing it differently. We always use different words to mean the same things or the same words to mean completely different things. We tend to think that that our words are self-defining and that the concepts we're describing should be intuitively obvious to everybody when, in fact, nothing could be further from the truth. And every time we make assumptions going forward, we lose some of that, the understanding, the knowledge of the data. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with that either. So... If you had one piece of advice to give our, our audience, what would it be? Never assume you know everything because you don't. Listen. Listen to a lot of people. And sometimes the people who have the longest stories to tell are the ones who have the most information to impart. Listening and, and synthesizing and, and truly understanding is at the key to every success. And and I think that the success of PPDM is built on all the the knowledge power that has been brought into the development of the standards of best practice by literally hundreds of people with many, many thousands of years of experience. And it's all those people working together and collaborating. That's what gives you a good result. Anybody who thinks that they can do all of this on their own just is, is not understanding the power of many minds and many capabilities. And not, and not human it is, yeah. <laughs> right? You can't it's do amazing. everything. We calculated a little while ago that this was several years ago. We think about $350 million worth of effort has, had gone in at that time into the development of the standards and best practices. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And that was quite a few, that was at least 10 years ago. 
that we calculated that number. That's going to be a lot higher now. I, I would guess and so. How do you replicate that? How do you get some of these people who sit there with 40, 45, or even 50 years of experience contributing their knowledge into the development of an, an industry best practice? I mean, that's that knowledge isn't some, but something you put together every day. No. When we begin working at PPDM, our fundamental assumption is that nobody's wrong. We're all right, but in a different way. And it's reconciling and resolving the differences that's important because we have to be respectful of one another and the effort that everybody's putting into making this right. It's not wrong. It's just different. We have to resolve the differences. And, and that's the key, I think, to any kind of negotiation. You have to start with an understanding that everybody's right. Hmm. Just oh. from a different point of view. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's making the wheels turn. What book would you say influenced you the most? Many years ago, I read a book by, uh, I think it's by Clay Sharkey. It's called Here Comes Everybody. And it's a book about the power of collective action and what happens when you bring people together. And, and he had some amazing examples of what happens when you pull people together to do things. And that really affected me. I read another really interesting book called Wikonomics. And uh, Wikonomics talks about how information influences the way we can innovate and create and how the changes in the world as we know it are influenced by, by simple things like, like communication, almost instantaneous communication anywhere in the world. And how is that changing the way we think and collaborate with each other? Interesting. So I'd say those two books. Oh, I like those. Well, and we'll make sure to put links in the show notes for everybody and anybody that's interested in those books. What would you say is your most used business tool? The people that we work with. Yeah? They're not tools. I mean, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> you should probably cut that. Too. No, I'm leaving people that People are one. definitely not tools. No, but, but it, it is it, people. People are the, the number one resource that anybody can have trying to accomplish anything. It, and the more people you have, the better. And, and a lot of times I say we learn the most from the most difficult people we have to work with. And honestly, not everybody's really easy to work with. But they put you in a position where you have to really think hard about what you're doing. And that they always gives the end result a lot of strength. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Totally. Who's your most respected competitor? Is that even applicable? Yeah, PPDM doesn't have any competitors. We have lots of colleagues. So there's, around the world, there's lots of associations and societies of people who are trying to solve one aspect of data problems or another. And we strive to collaborate with all of them. And we have a, a program whereby we, we try to speak at each other's events. We try to submit articles into each other's journals. I'm co-founder of the Standards Leadership Council. We're trying to discover where all the work that's being done by different standards organizations comes together to work to solve industry's problem. And I truly think that, that the more we work together, the more we can actually achieve. I agree. What's your most important lesson learned? In life, that's a tough one. I might have to think about that for a second. I think everything that happens to you in life forges who you are and how you think about the world. And sometimes the most difficult lessons 
are the ones that are the most important. So I guess I would encourage people, when you're going through a really hard time in your life, it makes you stronger. It makes you more resilient. It makes you better. It helps you to learn about who you are and what you can become. And so just because you're in a place of, of having to learn something and you think to yourself, I never wanted to learn that. I didn't know I needed to learn that. Learning that is going to be really painful. Go to the other side because the other side is, is always a better place. Yeah. Yeah. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite podcast? Honestly, next to yours, of course. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> There's a very interesting podcast called White Coat Black Art. Okay. And it is, uh, it's an amazing podcast. And it talks about the power of communication. Which is so and, important. And advertising, and, and it is just superbly well done. And the stories they have are fascinating. I, I absolutely love that. White Coat Black Art. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining me today, Trudy. Uh, if people want to reach out to you and or get to know more about PPDM, how can they go about doing that? www.ppdm.org or you can email us at info at ppdm.org or come on down to one of our more than 30 events that we have around the globe and, and come and get we're to always And we're always at one of them. Yep. One so, or two of them. So. Absolutely. And we do, we do this all over the world. We'll be in Oklahoma City in May. We'll be in Perth in August. We'll be in Brisbane in August. There's events set up in London, all over the world. Excellent. And we're just keeping growing. So, so get involved. Be part of the community. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is pretty exciting. All right. So that concludes this episode. So just remember, it's up to you to open the next door. Hey, everyone. It's Julie here with the events on deck for May 2019. We have our Midland Happy Hour on May 21st at Midland Beer Garden, and it will be from 6 to 9. And then we have our Houston Happy Hour, and it's going to be at the Cannon from 6 to 9 on May 28th. This month, we have the Oil and Gas Smart Contracts Conference on May 15th and 16th, and we will actually be launching another one of our new podcasts live from that event. So check it out. The link is in the show notes. We have the Merge Market Energy Forum on May 21st. At, it's in Houston. Just check that out in the show notes. And then we have a charity event, Golf for Good. That's a golf charity event for Redeemed Ministries. That's going to be on June 11th, 2019. And they are still looking for sponsors. So check that out in our show notes. And if you want to sponsor or register, just click the link in the show notes. And that is it for the month of May. Some events on deck in the, the coming months. We have Shoot for the Future, a clay shoot on Friday, July 26th. And then NAPES and the, the NAPES Summer is coming up in August. And that is it for our upcoming events. Tune in next week for another intriguing episode of Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasindustryleaders.com.